Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined by Chris Lewis and his ice pack today. Ooh. How you doing over there? Not well. Not well, bitch. I was in a bike accident, not motorcycle, just, what do you call a regular, just a regular bike. A scooter? No, like my bike. Oh, it was a bike. It was a bike. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, someone opened their door as I was flying by and I took, I call it a tumble, but really I went flying. My hand doesn't work. My neck is askew. Luckily, I'm getting a massage next week. As you deserve. Yeah, I've been. Um, um, yeah, you. You know, this was days ago, and you're Monday. still not healed. No, fingers sadly take the hand is apparently very delicate. Yeah, the hand and the foot. There's lots of little bones. Yeah, but what I've learned is, is um, I'm an indoor cat, and to never go outside. And you were so sad. You were like, "I love my bike." I do love my bike, but he's she's in the basement. Her name is, is Mariah she okay? Carey. She's great. I think she came out of it much better than I did. Yeah, you took the, you took a lot of that. Yeah, I think her. I took the impact. Mm-hmm. Much like I would for Mariah Carey IRL, I take mm-hmm. a, I took a bullet for bike Mariah Carey. Yeah. Well, I'm sending you all the healing hands. <sighs> what i'd give to have a full full use of my right hand my dominant hand (laughs) well here's the thing chris and i were talking about it earlier it's his right hand and it's not even like his pinky it's like his middle finger the middle the the like my palm is swollen but that's going down my middle finger is unusable and is it swollen so swollen bruised um potentially sprained broken maybe broken forever oh my god um (laughs) But I don't think the shorties come to this podcast to hear my woes. That's what my Instagram stories are for. That's so true. That's you so know. true. Uh, you know, speaking of Instagram stories, speaking I woke of. up and saw some tough news in the extended HBO universe. Yeah. Succession is done. After this season. How do you feel? And I, I never wanted it to be a show that went on for overly long. Same. I, you know who over there on ABC... <laughs> that shit show that you watch every week i get the, i watched my final episode of Grey's anatomy last night i'm out oh and you're done the, and it was the worst episode of Grey's anatomy i've ever seen besides the musicals easily the worst no 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 i love the musical episode oh God. what i've given for that episode last night to have <laughs> half the energy of the musical so meredith's episode. send-off was bad Terrible. She was barely in the episode. Ellen Pompeo is the laziest person on the planet Earth. She has no work ethic. Not a bit. Um, But as a scamstress, I respect her for being able to get them to pay her to do nothing. I love it. Um, But as a fan of the show. But, you know, I'm sad to say goodbye to my Waystore Royco family or whatever (laughs) the fuck that business is called. And like you said... I didn't want this show to go on forever. I hate when shows like they stay on for too long. It was like Modern Family. Like they were so funny, so smart, so good. And then it got really fucking stupid and they just they stayed past their prime. I just don't think I was prepared to be like, oh, the season we're getting in three weeks is it. Like like that was startling. I felt like we were going to do six. I felt at least five. Like I I'm just shocked. Do you think it has anything to do with Jeremy Strong? No, I just think, A, I think that all of those writers, 
I think that the way television works now mm-hmm. is, is that you don't make nearly as much money as you used to, and you have to take opportunities when they come to you. And so I'm sure those people are like, okay, that dusty script I have is now that I personally love can be made or like I Marvel's a call in and the paychecks over there are good. Like just yeah. that there is this huge, um, need like time like you time is the it's the most it's the only thing we can't get more of mm-hmm. and um television has also changed that four seasons no longer feels like a failure right that's crazy and yet we would consider happy endings a failure because it only ran for three seasons now it's right. like wow that's a lot yeah no I agree I just think it was we were just surprised like it's just like because it the, the new season's blue. coming and then all of us like we've waited so long for this season and then to hear that this is going to be it it's like yeah what so someone's definitely dying and I bet that line produce the line producer who has to deal with everyone's schedule that's got to be a difficult job because all of those actors are now more in demand sure so they want to do more um you got fucking Brian Cox who never shuts his mouth the messiest bitch in Hollywood after um obsessed. He's so messy. Him literally he literally is like, I fucking hate Jeremy Strong's. He's like, he's so fucking annoying. He literally said that. He literally well, was like he, acting is acting not that fucking serious. Yeah, he's like act like it's not that serious. Like, go do your job. Just do your okay. job and then be normal. Yeah. Um, Ugh, but I mean, I'm dang. super excited to see the Roy's, you know, I love them. I, hope, miss them. I hope Sid Peach comes back. You know, I'm, I hope we get Stewie. like a prequel. You want to see like young Logan? Kind like, of. Yeah. the company from the startup. Yeah. In like the eighties. Who would yeah. play young Logan Roy? Hmm. Austin Butler. <laughs> <laughs> put on another accent no it has to be someone like i feel like um no never mind i was gonna say someone so stupid ignore me i was gonna say jonah hill (laughs) what just because you think he should be portly kind of yeah (laughs) also i think jonah hill's like 40 (laughs) no i know (laughs) ignore me um yeah so i don't know i feel like that would be really good uh, yeah, the, the, the successions, the Carrie Diaries. Exactly. Yeah, and put it on the CW, please. Please. Is the CW still around? It is, I believe. What's going on over there? Is Riverdale still on? Riverdale, I think, just ended. Wow. Supernatural still on? Jared Padalecki still getting paid? No, that was the big deal. They're doing. They were doing um, a reunion type thing, and Jared Padalecki didn't get asked back. Oh, but you know what he is doing? I actually remember this. He has a reboot of Walker, Texas Ranger. <gasps> How have we not discussed the new Milo Ventimiglia show? Because it because it looks terrible. I need to see this show. The company you He's keep, like a lo- CIA agent. It looks like the dumbest show in the history of television. I know, but he's so hot. I know, but I've been watching his press tour. He was on The View. To see him sitting next to Joy Behar, it was like everything to me. That's like your favorite combination. I know. I'd love a buddy comedy with the two of them. Oh, I would love them being like cops solving crimes, mysteries. I was going to say I'd like it to be a romantic comedy and he she plays um, his mom. I love that too. Like, hey, Milo. I guess his name is also Milo in this movie. Okay. Um, I would love that. But, you know, 
the other things that are going on in mm-hmm. HBO and the Sex and the City cinematic universe is um we took a trip to Coney Island. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you what do you think? <sighs> I don't know what is going on on just like that season 2, but it's like a fever dream and we haven't even mm-hmm. seen it yet. I know. In what Steve, world Brady, would... and Aiden were all with Carrie at Con- on Coney, Coney Island. Island. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Sam Smith is making an appearance. Yep. Making a Why cameo. are they rolling around there? I don't know. Uh, like I said, I don't really understand what's going on. They said uh, they were up to something unholy. Yeah, because the song unholy. I know, but if like, do you think but what do you have to perform do with... that show with Che Diaz or that song? <clears throat> I don't know. Like, are they going to play themselves or are they playing like a character? They've got to play themselves. And it has to be probably through the other celebrity. Because in what world would they be like, okay, we need Sam Smith to star in this show. As right. Maybe, maybe they're doing like a new theme song. <laughs> Does, and just like that, have a like little. No, it just has those big letters that would come up, like yeah. And just I just like that. Um, I don't like Carrie on Coney Island. I don't mind Carrie on Coney Island. I don't like her hanging out with Steve Aiden and Brady. That's not a crew I need her hanging That's out not with. Not um... I need her with the girls. And if I had to put her with three men, it wouldn't be those ones. No, certainly and not. Why would Miranda be there? Because Miranda's out bumping and grinding with Shay. Oh, my God. We are in for something. I can't even imagine what's going on. Remember when we saw Lisa Todd Wexley in that crazy birdcage outfit? That feels like it happened six years ago, but yes. Whatever could the plot points on in Just Like That Season 2 be? I don't know. But also, I have, you and I both have bones to pick with what they're putting Carrie in. Yeah. She looks terrible. 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 We haven't seen her in one look to me that feels like Carrie. No, and like I usually like her. Listening. Well, I like you know when people. I don't know. I like when they put her in like quirky stuff, whatever. But I don't need her in like baggy clothes with a fucking tote bag. They. She has so many goddamn totes. For a woman who I don't believe shops, I don't know why she would be carrying that many tote bags around. I don't get it. I really and she's don't never. Get it. She's got multiple layers on. And as we discussed a few Baggy. episodes ago, the essential... Well, yes, Carrie has always been eccentric in her clothing mm-hmm. and a fashion risk taker, but there was always something at its core sexy about Carrie's wardrobe. Mm-hmm. There is... And of course, not people's a, fashion can lick. evolve. But there is not one outfit I have seen her in season two of In Just Like That that has any sex appeal. no. No, of course, we had a few moments in the first season where she kind of... um. She's in that Norma Kamali dress. Or remember the end of one episode where she's in her closet and says something like, and just like that, I was back in heels. In heels. Yeah, and we cried. And she had like a great dress. Like, so it happened on occasion. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like... Like, this is what I... This is the silhouette I need her in. Yeah. I mean, great for an audio podcast. You know what? I... It's not... I mean, but I do, again, we, I do think most of people, do you want to describe what you just showed me so people know what you're talking about? It's, it's the Norma Kamali dress from the first season of And Just Like That. And it's like this one shoulder, like snug, rouged, 
yeah. uh, like baby blue dress, which by the way, I just bought, hmm. but not that color. Okay. For a wedding. Uh, send me a picture of you and that on the side before you decide to wear it. <laughs> you know, I like to take a risk. And have, do they usually work for you? I think so. Okay, just send me a send me a photo on the side and let me get a, get my eyes on that before okay. before you commit to being photographed professionally. Yeah, okay. Just, you that's know, good. everyone, just get a second opinion. We all needed someone like Chris, you know? Just to say, I think that's not great or like... You well, know, I also haven't tried match. it on yet. I haven't and tried it And honestly, yet. I know you, you won't until the day of the wedding. No, I'm going to try it on after this. I'll send you a picture. Good. Yes. Try it on after this. You're always like, I have no other options because it's laundry day and I haven't last put this minute. on yet. <laughs> yeah. It's neurodivergent, you know? Um, So I don't know. And just like that, season two is going to feel wild. However, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I love how little we really know about what's true and what's really happening. But I, I mean, know very you, little of what's going on with the other women. Not a peep. I'm trying to remember. Did we... We kind I mean, clearly there were rumors that Big died in season one, but if we didn't really know anything about Charlotte and uh, Miranda's storylines going Nothing. into season, I wonder why there it's so much easier for them to keep that quiet. Um, maybe because they're not like out in public on the streets as much. Yeah, and because although they are, like, how did we not see any scenes of Miranda and Che season one? Like I there were scenes really... of them in public. No, I think they're really trying to keep Che under wraps this year. Like they gotta hide their their big star. I mean, although Sara Ramirez is never not posting from set. <laughs> so is on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, they are amazing. Yeah. Um, but before we get into this, I have to give a little bit of a life update outside of my um, new ailments. Oh, guys, I've been transformed. Oh, because I saw. A, a production of a play by one Lorraine Hansberry, authoress, genius playwright of A Raisin in the Sun. I saw it at BAM in Brooklyn. I left the motherland of Manhattan to see this. And it was the sign outside of Sidney Burstein's window with Miss Rachel Brosnahan and Oscar Isaac. If you are ever given the chance to see Oscar Isaac in real life, Pay whatever amount of money you must. Because it was like viewing a man for the first time. Yeah. It was like, oh, what have I been looking at? How have I ever even been attracted to other men? He's got such a spark. Then he burst through a door at one point and was standing right next to me off stage. We locked eyes and I almost killed myself. (laughs) It's like, this is it. This is, I've lived. I can die joy, now. Joy comes in the morning. Like, everything is done. Tell and me. I am ready to adjust my top three. Oh. Oh. My God. This is huge. This is huge. And I'm putting Mr. Isaac firmly at number two after DDL. So who gets Thereby that? forcing Michael Keaton out of the top three. No, he's no, still number four. I want to give him that. Yeah, you know? he's he's not going off the list. Off list. list. But your top three is such a core, like, I part know. of who you are. But when I saw Oscar, I said, 
he's got to get in there. And I had to really sit with myself and like just pull out receipts and jigger with some numbers and really, yeah. I couldn't quite, he didn't rise to the <laughs> level of like DDL because I don't think anyone ever will. Mm. But I truly said Michael B. Jordan who? Wow. I'm sh- I'm in shock. Guys, I didn't know about this. Guys, get your eyes on Oscar Isaac. He's something to see. His juicy butt. His juicy legs. He's gorgeous. His face. And it's it's tough to see someone who you know is like one of our preeminent actors mm-hmm. and just continue to go, wow, he can really act. Because <laughs> it's just different in person. Yeah. Because you can cut a performance up on screen and make And it like work. hope for the best. I could probably come off as like an okay actor on screen because mm-hmm. you only really have to sustain a performance as Meryl Streep used to say for about 15 to 20 seconds before someone screaming cut or something happens. Yeah. He's giving the performance of a lifetime. Wow. You know and what I'd love Rachel to see him him. Is what? a streetcar named Desire. I'd love to see him take on Stanley Kowalski. Not only because it would call for more shirtless scenes. <laughs> I just will never, like, I can't get it out of my mind, him sniffing Je- Jessica Chastain's armpit. I've never seen something sexier. Well, I'm seeing her in a few weeks live, too, and I'll let oh. you know how I report back on. You're really story. on the Broadway beat. Yeah, I'm trotting the boards, you know, as it were. You really are. I'm seeing her and my beloved, I believe his name is pronounced Ariane Moyed, who plays Stewie on Succession, is in the play. And you know I've got quite a crush on him. Oh, yeah, we all yeah, do. You know, that yeah. guy. What a king. Yeah. Is this now a succession podcast? Yeah, it could be. Although, you know, it's we're coming up on the end of season four. We're almost done. Isn't that crazy? This podcast is going to be over before we it's know flying it. Flying by. What does everyone Even though want we are to coming up on year two. Um, of what? Of this podcast. <laughs> do you know our anniversary? I think it's probably in my calendar. I think it's like July. I think it is. I think it's like July 18th or something. I think it's in my calendar of when our first episode came out. Yeah. And I could certainly tell you our first time we recorded because I would have it there. Yeah. Oh, that first recording. The first season was tough for us. Remember when we had to do that little trailer? Everybody go back and listen to it. It's 10 seconds long <laughs> and we did it 19 times. We really couldn't do it. It was bad. And that's the last time we've ever tried to read anything on this podcast. Where I now can we're... barely read the intro for this podcast. <laughs> now we're just like, we got to wing it because if we try to read a script, it's like... It's like I've never read before. I know. But reading out loud is a different skill. I was visiting friends with kids recently and they kept having me read and the kids wanted me to read to them. And I was like, can I not read? I know. And they want you to like do voices and you have to kind of like go like up and down. And and children's books aren't easy. There are a lot of rhymes. (laughs) A lot of rhymes. Like I don't say rhymes out loud that often. You know what I hate? It's like when I accidentally... 30, 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, you know what I hate? I hate when I accidentally rhyme and I like don't mean to. I don't think that happens to me that often. Oh, I hate Should, it. No, it sounds awful. Should we try to talk about Sex in the City? Oh, wow. Wow, we were quite off. <laughs> September. Wow. So, guys, we believed that this episode podcast. Wait, I don't think that that's right. No, that seems right. September? Spring, summer? Hmm. Huh. I, seem, I mean, he would know better than both of us. Well, he's probably looking at the numbers, but that just yeah. feels wrong. 
we thought we recorded, we came out in July. Seems it was September. Though I do remember being fresh from vacation when we recorded. I remember. And I don't go on vacation. Maybe we recorded it in July, but it didn't come out until then. It's a lot of them. Maybe we were like, uh, we got to wait till the fall, baby. Yeah. Fall premiere. Huh. huh. Okay. Seems anyway, odd. I think we need to get into this episode. Yes. So today we're covering season four, episode 16, Ring a Ding Ding. We'll chat. Okay. We'll, we'll chat about it. We really are going to chat about it. Yeah. And we'll start with an episode synopsis. Carrie faces financial repercussions. Charlotte struggles to poop, move past Mrs. Oh. McDougal. <laughs> Samantha gets the best from Richard, and Miranda's <clears throat> basically just horny. Uh, very horny. Miranda is Rambo. In this I don't episode. know what's going on with her in this episode or this episode in general. Tbh, it's it's all over the place. We see Carrie. I, we'll get to it, I guess. Yeah, I, I'd hope so. Yeah. Um, but we've got an episode that focuses right on like power dynamics, I feel like, in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way that is really interesting, kind of the intersection of money and love. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember around the time of in just like that season one premiere, there was that Vogue interview with Sarah Jessica Parker and Michael Patrick King. And they talked about how Sex of the City is a show about work. Mm-hmm. And you felt very adamantly that that <laughs> was true. And I was, I like, was like, that is, that's the truth. I was like, is it? Well, this is, if they wanted to make a show about the relationship between work and sex and being dating and being single, then this is maybe their magnum opus. Yeah. But it's not like they were that interested in that often. Just so true. So true. And I think that is very evident in the monologue. So let's hear that and then start chatting about this episode. So here I was, a 35-year-old single woman with no financial security, but many life experiences behind me. Did that mean nothing? After all, heartbreak and breakups are the hardest kind of work. So shouldn't there be some sort of credit for enduring them? And if not, how do you retain a sense of value when you have nothing concrete to show for it? Because at the end of yet another failed relationship... When all you have are war wounds and self-doubt, you have to wonder, what's it all worth? That wasn't flush. expecting that flush. <laughs> it really comes through when you take the video away. It's great. I at first I was like Chris, like, but then I looked in behind you and I was like, can't be him. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Yeah, it's not the time I recorded in yeah, the Yeah, I was like, Cam, did you? <laughs> yeah. Um. I think one of my problems with this monologue is is that it doesn't really get to what makes this episode really interesting, which is, I think, the money aspect. Mm -hmm. And there's also this idea, like, so right, this monologue is all about the idea that I cannot talk with my hands. It hurts too much. Which is so hard for you. Yeah. You are such a talker with your hands. Um, That's probably why I've been so fucking quiet the last four days. (laughs) wasn't the pain i just can't move my hands to points. um but no so this this monologue is all about like the idea that what are you left with from relationships and i Mm -hmm. think my singular problem is is that in some ways that situates the idea that the reason carrie doesn't have money is because of her relationships Uh (laughs) right like she's saying like i mean i've been busted up and put been through it in my relationships and i wish i was left with more than just like the scars sort of and it's like well ma'am that has nothing to do with why you don't have money 
that is like and I think it's interesting because that's how she obviously starts this episode but as we watch like Miranda's like well I mean you've well we'll get to Miranda basically like do you know how to do basic math yeah Carrie's like nope sure don't but not to get right back into another clip but before we get into the nitty-gritty I really do want to hear and chat about the farewell of a man who is you know been in our hearts and our minds bidding adieu and who we've been so kind to Mm -hmm. no should we talk about that email no (laughs) maybe that'll be a bonus episode we'll do a dramatic reading yeah and we love that shorty they love yeah. the pod. They just, I have to just they sit, heavily disagree with us. I have to sit with that email and reply to it one day. I have to really, yeah. I got to get my eyes on that again. Yeah. Um, so let's hear Aiden's farewell and then talk about that. I should go. We can't leave. Our last words to each other can't be ballcock. We should definitely stay. At least for another day. Or forever. I've been through this. I can't. You sure? I am. And, um, it's, it's difficult to say. Um, I left the ring on the clown table. That's yours. No, 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 no. I should never have accepted it in the first place. I'm sorry. Please take the ring. But I want you to have it. Please take it. If you do or say one more nice thing. Okay, I gotta go. All right, I can't watch you leave, so I think I'm just gonna... I'm better just... I'm gonna stay in here. Could you just... Could you just, um, shut the door and... Carrie. I know. Go. (sighs) Why are they so breathy? I thought it was so moving and beautiful. It was. When he touched um, your face, I thought, I think there's a lot of love between these two. I really Chris, did. No, I you didn't. Know. I really did. I blame your hand. I, 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 It's kind of how I felt towards the end of their breakup. I think she loves him. He loves her. They just want such different things. You're telling me. I that still after hate him. On- Okay, but I'm just saying, we come on this podcast every week, and we say that they hate each other. And now you're taking that back? No, I... Look, I can only deal with what's right in front of me when we're doing this podcast. Right, so whatever happened the week before, the week We're taking this... Like, that's the part of this, you know, little project. We're really taking this week by week. Maybe if I had watched them all in a row... Mm. But I don't go forward. I'm stuck with her and suffering, thinking, oh, my God, she hates him and he hates her. But Mm -hmm. now I'm like, I think there's real love between these two. And it's just so heartbreaking the way he when she says you should stay forever. And he just is like, I can't. We talked about this. I can't. And I guess in my memory, I also I kind of always think of this scene as the next morning after they slept on the floor. Mm -hmm. And you can. And yet watching it this time, you're so aware that they've really, it's taken them a while to detangle themselves. Yeah, because he's also got to move all his stuff out. Yeah. He's got to pack. Like, like it, I'd love to see a beginning a of break. Up-esque like, montage. You know the beginning of Up? 
of course I am. I'd love to see an up esque montage of just like what the two weeks but since we last saw them has been like in that apartment. Just like set to like music that's so beautiful and it's just like because I feel like they no, I don't think he sleeps there, but I think each time he comes over to get something, there's like maybe one time she just ordered food and he stays and they have a laugh. Maybe it's an argument. I think there's probably been a reversal and we had a fuck like mm. i think like there's just such a level of like this is the final time we're going to negotiate my leaving yeah like there was almost a sense that she said stay once and he said okay yeah and they tried that for a day or two and then he was like if this woman does not want to marry me i gotta go yeah because he wants to be married and as i always say to people don't stick around for people who aren't giving you what you want, like find the person who can give you what you want. Yeah. Like if you want to be married, don't waste years dating someone who is truly like, cause you're not going to change their mind. I don't really know if I want to get married, run. Yeah. And at the end of the day, do you want to be married to the person that says that they don't know if they want to marry you? Probably not. I mean, if they're wealthy, but, but who is it's my own personal decision. this economy? Just big. Just that fictional man. Just, just big. That zombie and of Trey, And Trey McDougal. Well, we'll um, get to Trey in that strange... Like, I can't figure out Charlotte's finances at all. I just know she's fine. Yeah. Would you give the ring back? If I was Carrie? If you were Carrie and if you were yourself. Okay. Um, If I was Carrie, I would give the ring back. If you were you. If I was me, I'd probably keep it. <laughs> if I was both, I'd keep it. I, I just it's feel like it is a present, but I just feel like Carrie should have just never accepted it. Well, that's what she said. I should never have accepted that. So it's like, just take it. And then like, I I don't think Charlotte should, should have given the ring back. Well, she didn't. No, I know. But I'm just saying like when, Car- when Carrie was like, oh, like you kept it. Well, yeah, I think I, like, I well, well, and, well, I think I appreciate the fact that you have two different takes on it. I do too, but like um, Charles not giving that back. But I would have kept it. Yeah, why not? And sold it or melted it down and we'll You know what? She should have fucking kept it and sold it. Yeah. That, <laughs> that would have probably have ended the episode right here. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think that ring was worth $40,000 to you. I think it was I mean, it's a really pretty ring. It looked like a like at least two carrots. I did look up because I have no concept of rings. And so when Charlotte gives her the ring later and we know it's at least $40,000, it's like, how much could a two? Because 2.1 just does it's not a lot of like. I think it's like probably the clarity, the cut. Right. But when they say it's a 2.1 carat diamond ring, I was like, well, 2.1 isn't a lot. You know so what then I, I Googled 2.1 carat ring. It was like $56,000. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I always think of Sonia Morgan when Luann got engaged to Tom and it was like this like seven carat like yellow diamond. And and um, so oh, yeah, it was like mine was a cutlass seal steam. She's like mine. Like, yellow canary, but I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, she was like mine was colorless, beautiful, perfect, flawless, but not gaudy. Basically, is what she was. <laughs> I mean, everyone's wedding ring is their own. I don't know. It just seems so simplistic. Some people's are ugly. I think everyone's Chris. Stop. I think, you know no, I do. Ugly. I do think everyone's aesthetic is their own. Like I, I think that what I am attracted to and like visually is not the same as other people right so when i see you in some of your outfits i think 
you know what? I'm so happy for her <laughs> that she looks like that. Like when I got in that car last summer and you were wearing the longest crop top I've ever seen and <laughs> your hair was up in a in a clip. In a banana clip. Yeah. I'm never I not thought... in a clip. And I tried to tell you that they were in style. I said, I don't wear. I've never seen one. They're outside everywhere. Of literally this very moment. It's the everywhere. biggest banana clip I've seen outside of a bathroom. Guys. I thought, like, did you get dressed in a Harry? I sure did. And the dark? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I, was, I was in a white t-shirt and jeans. Like... <laughs> but then you called it a crop top. And I was like. Because it was. I was like, it's it's, it's down your ankles. below your belt. <laughs> like, never what are you talking about it's a long tea if it's anything yeah okay um so i would keep the ring for sure okay yeah i would too yeah let's chat about miranda okay so basically this whole episode she's just dealing with like being horny and farting and the physical realities of pregnancy Mm -hmm. because now she has like a belly full like a big belly I just didn't I mean I'm not someone who likes like this guy I hate it and like I don't know of flatulence jokes so I was just like this is disgusting yeah I hated it I hate fart jokes I hate I just didn't think jokes. it was funny and it didn't fit the show I no, like, and it was why also are we like, doing nothing this? gross like stop we're in public and you're crop dusting Carrie in a shoe store. It was but also so if, inappropriate. If someone, if that happens, just uh-huh. don't mention it. We all know it happened. Right. We all there's know no you're pregnant. To, we got it. There's no reason to talk about anyone's, like, I can't even say the word farting. Like, it's so gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then she mentions that she's working with her. She's working towards a kind of co-parenting agreement with Steve. Mm-hmm. And one thing I just wanted to note it's so interesting that Miranda's pregnancy, we have not seen Hyde nor Harris, Steve, I feel like. Sure not. Until this episode, and I kind of forgot he was in it until the very end. <laughs> yeah. And um, then they have sex, and I I had Cam pull the clip, but I don't even want to hear it. Because there was more play. fart jokes in there. Do you want to play it? Yeah, let's hear it. Oh. Okay. The toilet now So, um... Every other Saturday and Wednesday at 5, you take him. I was thinking 4.57 would be better. You think this is stupid? No. I just was thinking that, you know, things are going to get off schedule. I mean, talking about a kid, not a train. I'd offer to do that for you, but I don't think that it's in the contract. So. Don't give me a hard time. I could fart you into oblivion right now. Ugh. <sighs> Oh, that feels so great. Thanks. Steve, am I ugly? What? No. You got that glow. But would you want to have sex with me? What are you talking about? You're pregnant. Yeah. Another charming side effect, aside from flatulence and bloating, is all I can think about is sex. And who would want to have sex with me? I'd like to have sex with you, but I'm pretty sure that it's not allowed. I've read section B14 contract, and said nothing about sex. Fuck the contract, and please fuck me. Mm. Okay, okay. Mm. Cut the clip. Cut the clip. What? You're squishing me I'm a little sorry. bit. Sorry. No. 
That night, Steve gave Miranda multiple orgasms. For what it's worth. Just to be clear, this doesn't mean we're a couple. This is a mercy fuck. So, again, they brought that child in out of pity. Now Mm -hmm. he's getting rambled around all in there. He's out of mercy. (laughs) Why he didn't stand a chance of being a decent human? No, 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 no. Um, Steve's voice in this scene, when he said, turned around and said, you got that glow. It's like, can you get the fuck out of here, sir? You got that glow. What are you talking about? You're pregnant. Well, also, he's like... He sounds like Tracy like, Jordan from a, Dirty Rock. Well, he's like, this is a baby, not a twain. And it's like, yeah, well, trains are on time because of people. That's why you're going to keep to the schedule because you're also a person. You fucking clown. Well, he's a baby. A, ba- a baby. I'm so sick of him. She should have called Walker Lewis, but I guess he travels a lot. Yeah, he's probably not in town. Um... But I think it's kind of nice. And I do also the idea of rubbing someone's feet. I guess if I knocked someone up, I would be like, okay, I have to rub their feet. But I would much rather give a foot rub than a back rub. I mean, my preference is neither. Yeah, same, obviously. Like, my preference is I'll just pay someone professionally to do that for you. Yeah. Um, But no, I wouldn't do either. Well, no, I would much rather give a back rub, actually, if I had to choose. It's, It's too much work. For me, Ugh, feet, feet gross me out. Yeah, I, like I mean, this episode was just a lot it's of, a lot of that toilets. Was triggering. It was fart jokes, <laughs> fart jokes, toilets, Steve, all of a piece. Feet. Ugh. But that's all Miranda's up to, really. Yeah, that's pretty Luckily, much it. She, she has back. a good kind of closing moment of this season. Let's chat about yeah. old Richard. And so Sam what did Jones? you think of the expensive gifts? And, um, oh, yeah, no, I just want to talk about Richard. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What did you think of uh, the expensive gifts and the card saying best? Like, would that bother you? Um, I thought the cards were clever. Style think... for style, sexy for sexy. I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, no, I don't think best is weird. Like, no, I... this isn't your boyfriend, I had a boyfriend once give me a birthday card with a present, and he signed it sincerely. Okay. Were you guys saying I love you? Well, that's not just something that, no. But, like, we were, but, like. probably, he probably didn't know I was like, just don't sign sign it at all. Like, or, or just sign your name. You, or, no. Like, just write, like, happy birthday. You handed it to me. Like, you don't yeah. need to sign it. Like, I'm aware who gave it to me. Yeah. But people like that. Sincerely. Best, Richard. Now, luckily, I was able to laugh about it. And I do sign a lot of cards to friends who watch Sex in the City best. Well, also, Richard's not telling Sam she loves Sam. Why am I calling her Sam? Samantha, that he loves her. So, like, why would he sign it anything else? I think that... I think her hope was is that at least if it said nothing, maybe that mm-hmm. would be better than the kind of cordial best. Yeah. Like best is what like your grandma writes to you. That's like what like a or recruiter. That's like what a recruiter like signs off on, like on an email. 
Well, I thought overall, though, this was a very light storyline because, right, ultimately she runs into the gay gentleman who's buying them. I did think it was very funny that he says, I'm gay. And then she says, well, gay. Like, she just literally calls him gay. Like, as if that's his name. Yeah. Not Um, ideal. No, but I thought it was really fun. The kind of style for style, sexy for sexy, me for you. Yeah. (laughs) And then she tricks Richard into... I guess so she has the little assistant write love Richard on the next Mm -hmm. card. Yeah. In return for not telling Richard she saw him. However, don't you think the fact that he wrote that is going to cause Richard to fire him? For sure. Yeah, that man does not have a job. Poor gay is going to have to hit up the the unemployment line. Yeah, that man does not have a job anymore. What did you think of the I love you moment and then her not returning it? Um, I mean, I thought it was really clever what she did with the with the guy giving the note. Like I thought she was like kind of giving it back to Richard a little bit. But of course, she's madly in love with him and she's playing games. Her lack of vulnerability, though, is so upsetting because I, I feel like then you can almost say she's an arbiter of her own fate. Because mm-hmm. what if she had said it? Because I think we're meant to read that as a sincere moment for Richard. I think like, he does he, love her. Yeah. But she doesn't say it back. And then in a few episodes, she's going to find him eating balls sushi deep. as... Well, he, he's not balls deep, I guess. Oh, say he was... Yeah. Yeah. Tongue mm. deep, if it, as it were. <gasps> Oh, Chris. <laughs> that was... Because remember at the beginning of season five, she's going to keep doing that thing? Yeah, no. Yeah. Stop, 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 stop. And then Charlotte does it? Yeah. No, <laughs> and it's not... What time would you like me to meet you? How about at two? <laughs> so fucking sick. Um, No, I think it's a, she's just playing games. And like you said, that she's going to... She's like making her own... yeah and and i don't mean to keep harping on this but it does again seem to me that richard's bed is in the middle of his living room chris that's all i thought about it doesn't i cannot wrap my head around behind him i don't know unless i don't i can't wrap my head or heart around his apartment i can't either i want a floor plan i can't figure it out i need one is he living in but then what's upstairs? I don't know. Do, I, do you think they... Maybe his living area is all upstairs. And you just come in, front door. Bed right bed. there. I guess that's very, like, um good good production design. Like, that's who Richard is. He's just door all to bed. bed. And again, I critique it. But then if I could have that, there's oh. nothing that would thrill me more. As you and I, we are two bed people. That's our dream. At my core, it would just be to slump over. You know, every time we hit end on this call, I slump right back over to that bed. <laughs> Although today I'm going to urgent care, so yeah, you need to you need to get your ass over there. Um, but I do think Samantha's lack of vulnerability here is kind of sad, and I think mm-hmm. does kind of lead to her. What's going to happen in the finale when she gets her heart broken? I know. In that Raquel Welsh wig. It's very sad. Oh, may she rest. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very sad. But Sammy Joe's she's she's gotta learn. She's gotta be vulnerable. Like um Brene Brown. Vulnerability. 
Yeah. Let's chat about Carrie and Charlotte and in some ways what to me is an almost entirely interconnected story. Like I could not figure out a way to like parse these two stories out to give them. No, I know. Two. So I was just like, fuck it. We got to find a way to talk about them as well, a whole. Yeah. So we've got Charlotte who is trying to reenter, get back into the gallery world and is basically being told she has too much experience and her coping device is to wear her wedding ring and walk around her beautiful apartment. And just run her fingers along tables and snip flowers. I thought she looked so insane when she was doing that. <laughs> like, the idea that she's doing it alone, like, uh-huh. it totally makes sense as a visual representation of what Charlotte is doing. Mm-hmm. However, if you live in the reality that that is what a human being did. She put her little wedding ring on, sniffed flowers, and ran her hand over things. Yeah. Like, whatever happened to baby Jane? It was, you know, it's very strange. Um, It's giving main character, I'm in a music video, energy. Like, she really... You know, what is this, Cry Me a River? Yeah, it was very weird. But again, visually, it totally makes sense for the show. Um, She's really having a hard time letting go of being... Mrs. McDougal. And then alongside that, we get Carrie, who finds out she's got 30 days to buy that apartment. Now, I thought Aiden could have given her a bit more than 30 days. He knows that bitch is broke. I feel like you have to give at least 60 days. And also, we should do, like, so, right, I love the moment when she lays on, as someone who is, like, a floor, as much as I'm a bed person, I'm also, like, a A Mindy Lahiri, emotions down bad, I gotta get on the floor and sing. Yeah. There he goes again. You hear that? That's what I heard. Of. <laughs> I was thinking Unbreak My Heart recently. The neighbor said, you hear that? Yeah. There he goes. There he goes again. What was I singing that time? Oh, it was The Power Adele. of Love. No. It was... Oh, I thought it was Adele. No, it was The Power of Love by Celine Dion. Okay. <laughs> One of my faves. I love a ballad. You really do. Um... So we've got Carrie's got 30 days. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's so funny that when Carrie gets off the floor mm. and she sees the package from Aiden, that she thinks it's going to be this love letter about the things that Clown. in one world, what Aiden Shaw yeah. right, sit down and write multiple pages. Like, man. Yeah. And what, Crayola? No. See, now I am back to hating him. Yeah, it took you about four minutes. <laughs> um, For her to think... So fucking dizzy of her. She's like, he's written me a lot. Would you have asked him to take the chair? Uh, no, she bought that. I know, but it's such a visual representation of him. I think I'd have kept the ring and said, take that big-ass Barker lounger out of here. Yeah, but she's got a very limited seating. I think she needs that chair. What was she talking about, that clown table? No, when she said that during the um, monologue, I was like, what is she talking about? She has a clown table? It's like that frog table Miranda had. Yeah. We're going to get crazy. so many messages. Like, the clown table's been there since the beginning, you dumb fucks. Yeah. Have you guys ever fucking watched this show? You've never even been to New York City, you dumbasses. <laughs> clown tables are a historic part of my city. Yeah. Can you just chill? We just said we like the show. I love when they think we're Gen Z. Oh, what I'd give. Yeah, when they're like, God, these when these Gen Z woke people try to take on Sex and the City, I'm like, excuse me, I'm. Thank you, thank you. I was in fact born in 1996. <laughs> no, I think it's earlier th- or later than that. 2000? What I give? Yeah. 
Oh, um, so she's got 30 days to get out or buy. And I want to kind of chat about the, I thought that this was such brilliant structuring and it's very rare that the show really does this. The two companion scenes of Carrie going for the loan and Charlotte selling the ring, the idea of one needing something so badly and the other so casually thinking about giving something away. I thought this episode did such a great job of putting them in opposition to one another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, we got to talk about an icon, the woman who is um, <laughs> trying to melt down Charlotte's ring into. Oh my god! Do you even think a she Netflix? had such aggressive? And I thought it was Susan Sharon. I was like, this woman has such aggressive energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who would have played that role beautifully for some reason? Now that I'm thinking of that woman, Michelle oh. Collins. Oh my god. She needs to be in and just like that. I need her on that show. I need her on this podcast. I oh my god. I know she's got thoughts. Yeah, she definitely does. Always does. What a queen. Um, but what I did love about this woman is is that we get her using a gay slur, faggot, a little joke there. Oh, with the baguette. He uses uh, for the phrase gypsy, and I'm like, what's happening? And the, it was like this <laughs> show can be wild sometimes. Like, it's just, just you would not see now. Never. There and it's and it comes in, in such different ways. Like they the way they bring things up or talk about something, I'm like, oh my God. It's also just crazy to think like between that joke and then you know, I'm a big Will and Grace fan. Like I will just watch that show if I have like while I clean or I like reorganize yeah. my closet. But like they would say fag all the time on Will and Grace, a show that all aired on the time literal NBC at like eight PM at night. People say that. Like, people but I used don't to think you that. could say that word on television now so casually. Not, no, not yeah, anymore. Yeah, right. Like, some, it's just crazy to think that we've, we all came to the well, consensus of, like, you know, we don't just throw around that in word. Gilmore Girls, they say retard a lot. They do. I mean, here we go, you woke liberals. Yeah. <laughs> They're really going to be yellow. We literally were like, our reviewers are constantly calling us a bunch of woke, woke. 2023 nonsense. And now we're like, it's really bad. To say and that. we have to police language to make people feel create safe spaces. And I believe in safe spaces and brave ones. That's beautiful. Thank um, you. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it, guys. Don't worry. We'll say Please. something really. Yeah. Well, my internalized misogyny will seconds. bust out in about four minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. I'm <laughs> sure. Um. <laughs> And I love the woman who's like, look, ma'am, you are not compatible for a loan. What did you think of the amounts in Carrie's bank account? I think it was about 700 and save 700 and checking 900 in savings. That made sense. She's like, I just paid my credit card. I don't, but I'm not Carrie. Does she, how does she have a high credit limit? Um, I think she probably pays off every month. You not you, pay off, not pay off. I meant I think minimum. she makes a minimum payment every <laughs> yeah, month like, and has for 20 years. And and maybe she got it, it. It, it. Carrie's credit score is down bad before she meets big. And I say that as someone who's recovering has a recovering credit score himself. Same. <laughs> like we are not judging. We're no, simply just talking about it. I've lived that life and have had on it never forget once in college, I had so little money in my bank account, I couldn't get it out. They were like, sorry, sir, like, we can't give yeah, you the you, four this is, <laughs> Like, yeah. we can't give you the $6 that are in there. Yeah, because you don't, would overdraw. They were like, you need to get to $10 or more before we will allow you access to your account. I was like, yeah. it's tough to hear. 
They were like, yeah. we could get our supervisors, like, we'd have to get special permission to give you that. There was a time that I was truly going to 7-Eleven every day to get ramen for dinner. By the time I knew you, you were still eating at 7-Eleven, but you were having a DoorDash to you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the come up. Yeah. Yeah. The subtle and slow come up. Very slow, for the sure. Glow, the glow up, as the kids yeah. would say. <laughs> the glow up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought those numbers were pretty accurate. But I also mm-hmm. just want to point out that, like, Samantha works in a very high-powered job. Miranda's a corporate lawyer. Charlotte has her money through familial wealth, like, mm-hmm. and then Trey. Carrie does work at a job that does not pay a ton. Like, she is no. someone, like, that. when they're like, why don't you just buy your apartment? Carrie does not have the type of job where she... I think they just didn't expect her... I don't, I think they all knew that she shopped a lot, but I don't think they really fully realized, like, oh, she spends, like, her whole paycheck. Like, she does not save this money. But then she's always out and about a town too. Because <laughs> I will say her her rent when they said when she said she paid seven hundred and fifty dollars. Rent control, bitch. I was like, wow, she's living. And that hovel of a home. Yeah. Shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I felt like it was a pretty accurate amount, but like I said, I mean, she just spends it all as soon as she gets it. Yeah, as the, honestly, as, same, as do I. Like, as someone once asked, that, you know, like, someone who does, they're like a finance guy, and he he manages people's money. And he said, oh, "Well, Chris, I manage like he said something like I manage X amount of portfolios that equal like some like six billion dollars." And I was like, "Well, how do you do that?" And he was like, "Well, it's no different than how you probably manage your money personally." And I was like, "You mean I get it, give it away, and then wait for more to come?" Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Sir. So true. Um, then, so Carrie realizes she's spending too much. I always mm. do laugh at her inability. She's like, yeah, so what? I spent $4,000 on shoes. Now, to me, that doesn't make any sense that she doesn't understand that 400 times 100 is not $4,000. I would think that. <laughs> it's like so wildly stupid. Because she should, like, if Carrie goes and buys probably two pairs of shoes... She's at over a thousand dollars. I know, but like, understand that she obviously dumb as fuck. And I mean, I would probably think that too. My brain, like with numbers, it does not compute. Lived in my shoes. She will. Um, No, sadly, she will inherit a shit ton of money, but still live in that tiny apartment. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Get her out of there. Yeah. Or at least have her buy the building. I'm so sick of seeing her in that apartment. <laughs> I know that people think it's nostalgic and it's nice. And it's cute. But like, I'm like, oh, she's wealthy. I don't want to see a woman living in a one-bedroom a studio. Studio. It doesn't even have a door. It's just a studio. I mean, it's great for me. Listen, I lived in a studio. It's definitely not a life I loved. Okay, I... Look, I never visited that <laughs> studio, but I heard just the wind amongst you. Like, I was like, are you outside constantly? Yeah. <laughs> the walls were, like, paper thin. They really were. They really were. It was crazy. Yeah. So then Carrie goes to visit that other apartment that smells like curry and mm-hmm. um, is, like, $2,800. I did enjoy the woman who was like, look, you got a bad attitude and no money. <laughs> yeah, she was like, Get, stop wasting my fucking time. You can go to Weehawken, which I believe probably is in it's Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, it's I Jersey Googled joke. it. Yeah. Um, but that's New York because I was there 
this past weekend and I kept looking every place I saw that was like, oh, that looks nice. I want to look up what the rent is. Mm -hmm. It was like, this place is $5,000 and it's 650 square feet. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, it's actually not a joke anymore. Like, people cannot afford rent no. anywhere. It's so fucked up. No one can afford anything. That's anything. why the world eggs are fucking $32. Like, my God, it was a nice storm here. 81 are degrees they? with you. Eggs are so expensive right now. But you said 32 like you were actually landing on the right amount. Listen, I, I just like, bought going them yesterday, on and, I, and I definitely didn't look at the price when I bought them, but I know that they were expensive. Oh, for sure. Milk? Yeah. That's all? Milk. I don't buy milk. Anyway. So then she uh, – would you like to hear our grocery list, guys? Yeah, please. What I eat in a day. Um, so then she decides to go and visit oh, the king Daddy's himself. Back. Daddy's home. Yeah. Let's hear – She looks fucking crazy, by the way. Oh, hold on, because I have something to say about that. Okay. But let's hear the introduction of Mr. Big. He's back. Yeah. I am here – in an official capacity. Oh. Aren't you going to ask me to sit down? By all means, pick a chair. Faced with the prospect of Weehawken, I decided it was time to call in the big guns. Now, what can I do for you? I once read that you took something like $3 million and leveraged it to build a $100 million building. How did you do that? What's going on? I want to buy my apartment, but I have no money. I'm worth nothing. You're worth a million bucks, Bradshaw. Well, maybe you should go work at a bank. Aiden and I broke up. So it's not just money troubles. Why didn't you call me? I got enough troubles. What happened? Apparently you were right. I am not the marrying kind. Or the timing wasn't right. You're going to be okay, kid. So I need money. You know money. I need to know what you know about money. Simple. I'll tell you how to get the money. No, can we talk about how strange that is for Sex and City? They never do that. The way this scene ends feels like something out of like a mob movie. No, like it, it was. It gonna, was. It was The Godfather. Like it was going to cut to like Carrie like having to cut somebody's legs off. Yeah, he was like, like I'll tell you. I was like, my God, but I have to say, no, I'm so, so hot. Happy to see him. So fucking hot. The way he's handling this, so sexy. Uh, she looks fucking crazy. Although, so that outfit the to me outfit. is so evocative of the wedding dress she wants to wear in the first movie before she before the wedding gets really mm -hmm. big, and that she like that little suit dress. Yeah, before, mm -hmm. and it's so interesting to me that Pat Field would create this dynamic dynamic there between this moment where she's asking for money mm -hmm. and their ultimate like kind of admission that they love one another and mm -hmm. that they're going to be together. Mm -hmm. And that is why I have to say, mm. I disagree with Miranda and Carrie should have cashed that check. There's nothing malicious about how big is offering this money other than the fact that it seemed like it was out of a, like the, a fucking Martin Scorsese movie, like the Departed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just felt it was there was such love and safety in his eyes. Love, and, you fucking nailed it, Chris. Love and safety. The way he says you're worth a million bucks, kid. 
you're Bradshaw. Worth a, Bradshaw, you're worth a million bucks, Bradshaw. It's like she really is. Just take the money. Well, she's not worth two dollars. She's Listen, not worth a metro I know card she's not, but in his eyes, she's worth a million bucks. That's true. That's... I love her. I love her, but I'd pay maybe. I'd pay to keep her away from me, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have me, <laughs> so you don't need another crazy yeah, bitch on your hands. So, but I just thought. It almost felt like they did shouldn't have shown us the scene if they wanted us to not I just I don't know. I I mean of course intellectually I understand Miranda's of point. Of course, yeah. But at the same time, I also think there is room mm-hmm. for an understanding that if they're going to offer her the money and Carrie has done the work of making big her friend and I think we have really actually seen that. Like, there isn't any kind of sexual chemistry there. I think the closest we get in that scene is when when he says, why didn't you call me? And she says, I've got enough troubles. Mm-hmm. But even that, the way he kind of laughs at her and at that moment, not in a mean way. I don't mean he laughs no, at no, her, no. but he yeah. finds her amusing. Mm-hmm. And he it's like bolsters a her up. Like, I don't know. That scene to me feels as supportive of as when um, Charlotte and Samantha say, I'm sorry, Samantha and Miranda say, we'll give you the money. Yeah. Well, I also have to you chime in here when it comes to little Miranda Hobbs. Hobbsy? Hobbsy. Hobbs Shaw? Ho- Hobbsy. She, like, bitch, just because you decided that you wanted to be with this man who had nickels to have the power in this relationship doesn't mean Carrie can't like take a man's money but i will say it is what's his face steve was taking your money it's not like when steve opened scout he asked for fifty thousand dollars for miranda because she would have spit in his face right exactly it's just like miranda just shut up also i think sometimes we have to remember maybe it's because i work with a lot of wealthy people um well, just the nature of what my work is. is yeah, I know. Like, I, know. I don't have any money. Yeah. Um, that I think we also have to remember, like, money is subjective. Mm-hmm. So $40,000 to big is not, that's like $10 probably. That's like to nothing me. to him. Like, nothing. so. Yeah. And I love the Charlotte. I would have cashed the so check and been like, I don't know, guys. I just found $40,000. Yeah. I'd be like, I wouldn't even tell them. I'd be like, you know what, guys? I figured it out. <laughs> What do you mean? I don't know what happened. I, I got know. this letter in the mail that says the apartment's mine now. Yeah, it was and crazy. Gave it back. Yeah, like, and Charlotte's just reaction, just being like, "I'm really uncomfortable with this. I'm really uncomfortable so, talking about money." To move on over to Miss York. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Miss York? Feeling. Remember last week when I said, "Oh, one of us is going to have to play devil's advocate to like support Carrie in this episode." <laughs> yeah. Well, you can remove the devil because I'm just going to be Carrie's advocate. I thought Charlotte was a goddamn bitch in this episode. (laughs) Okay. When she was sucking on that water or that Coke while while everyone's trying to be supportive, and she's like, she sounded like what our reviews say say we sound like. Yeah, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. Um, but I'll get into it. Like, I don't know. I just really felt like Charlotte wasn't being supportive or kind. None I, of that. I think there's, oh, well, you know, I can barely write. But I have written here one clumsy note. See that, Anne? <laughs> Thank you, pal. <laughs> and it says the racist voice at the restaurant. There is a man who drops something down. I believe it's the fortune cookies. And guys, I, I will not do the accent but i want everyone to go back and listen to it it is 
a hate crime towards the Asian Pacific Islander community. It's and it like need- breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, it needs to be scrubbed. Well, it's not that bad because they didn't like pan up to a man <laughs> truly in like yellow face. Yeah. Okay. Um, shout out to Aunt. I, was, I always want to say it's Mickey Rooney, but it's Andy Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's tough, and yeah. it shouldn't be in there. It, it was very much giving the in the um the episode where she dates the black, where Samantha dates the black guy outside the club, and you just hear, "Come on, motherfucker, come on." <laughs> <laughs> or I always thought Rob had a harder edge. Yeah, keep it real. Keep, keep it, it real. real, motherfucker. Keep it real. That's what it was. <laughs> God, I hate this show. I always thought rap had a harder edge. Um, that's so, crazy. This, this show's this show's wild. This show is the taking casual us on a racism journey. in this show is is a very twenty twenty. It's Wait. crazy. Well, honestly, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah we um, didn't have the racial reckoning we should have, in my opinion. No, I agree. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I was going to say, I also appreciate that Miranda's response to big is very, um, it's very much a harkening back to when the French guy gave her a thousand dollars and she was like, no, sex and sex and money do not eat, go well together. And Miranda was like, whatever. It's all a transfer of power. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get what Miranda's saying. Like, I, I understand it, but it, she just wasn't there to witness the moment and the safety and the love and the concern that Big had for Carrie. She probably just, she probably pictured Big giving her this cash, like sucking on a cigar, like being a fucking dick. Well, he's yeah. like a secretary's ass. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how I think Miranda pictured him giving her this money. Yeah. Miranda definitely pictures Big as Donald Trump. A thousand percent. Like, she finds him repulsive. Like, come here. This is some real locker room talk. Yeah. It's my Donald Trump. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, you know, um, but when she ripped up that check, a piece I, I of my heart broke. <laughs> what I would give for that And check. also... Hmm. Go ahead. I also just think Miranda... Miranda, and this is a character flaw and also something... And I can sometimes do this... But I've gotten better about it as I've gotten older. I think she can only look at things intellectually. And Mm. I think intellectually, that is very true. Mm -hmm. If you give someone money, particularly a man, they will have power over you. Yes. However, you have to look at the reality of the situation. This woman needs $40,000 in about 26 days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't got a lot of options. No. And what do you feel about Aiden kind of making her buy her apartment back well what was she what did you did do you think he should be her landlord because that was the other option like oh (laughs) yeah i I don't think aiden wants to just get a random venmo from her well a check from her every month oh you're right also her and he could raise her rent right because it's no longer going to be rent controlled because it's not owned by the although no i don't think that's how that works actually i think it can change hands the owner but the apart unit itself has to keep the amount Mm -hmm. um i think i haven't looked up rent control in a minute okay um but I mean, he probably had to, I mean, he's got to unload two of New York City apartments. He's got mm-hmm. that one next door, too. Yeah. He's lucky. He With all his send, tools. He's lucky she didn't send him the bill for that one. Like, all right, here, pay for that one, too. Is he going to, like, renovate and finish the second apartment? Or just does he leave it dusty and in shambles? I bet he could probably find someone who would buy it as is. Real estate goes quick in New York. 
Oh, okay. Okay. You got to get it. You get in and just take, All right. you have to go to, like, there are some real estate agents to rent who you have to bring them cash. Like when, if you, when you take the apartment, they're like, not only no, like we want it in cash right now, or we're going to the next one. Yikes. Um, so it's a real jungle. It's a dog eat dog world out there. That reminds me of one of my favorite modern family jokes. What? What's the, what is Sophia, Sophia Vergara's character? This is truly Gloria? Gloria says like, it's a doggy dog world. And they say, no, the phrase is dog eat dog world. She said, who would like to live in a world where dogs eat dogs? A doggy dog world is a nice world with dogs who play. <laughs> a doggy dog world. And I can only hear doggy dog world as doggy dog. Doggy dog. Um, shout out to Modern Family. Yeah. One day this will become a recap podcast of shows on ABC from the from like 2006 mm-hmm. to 11. What I give for this to be a Desperate Housewives podcast. Oh my god. Anyway. Well, let's get into the face-off. Mm-hmm. Let's hear Carrie Snap. Hi! What are you doing here? I was just in the neighborhood. Well, come on in. You want some iced tea or something? Why didn't you offer me the money? I knew you were going to say that. I wouldn't take it. Well, then what does it matter if I offer it or not? Because I would have offered it to you. You're my friend. And money and friendship don't mix. My father and his friend Paul were never the same. We're, 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 not, we're not talking about your father and his friend Paul. We're talking about you and your friend, me. And for the record, I am aware that I have some financial messiness that I have to clean up. And to that end, I am looking into some freelance magazine work. I have been offered $4 a word at Vogue. That is a lot. Most people get two. So yes, I have made some mistakes. And Charlotte, you have made some mistakes. And when you were making those mistakes, I was sitting across from you at the coffee shop, nodding and listening and supporting you. I was not sitting at a Chinese restaurant, turning away when you should have been looking at me. And what kills me is you don't even have to work. You're volunteering. Gary, I love you, but it's not my job to fix your finances. You're a 35-year-old woman. You need to learn to stand on your own. Charlotte, what is what is that on your finger? I just wear it when I'm alone in my house. And you're telling me to be more independent? It's my ring. I can wear it if I want to. And so what if it makes me feel better? And for the record, the only reason that I am volunteering is because no one will hire me. I've called seven galleries. Apparently, I have too much experience. You're right. It's your ring. It's your business. I just got all worked up on the walk over here. You've walked? No, I took a $5 cab ride seven blocks. These shoes pinch my feet, but I love them. I am in a financial cul-de-sac, but I'm going to take the bus. Just hope I'm on it. I well, love that scene. Before we talk about that scene, I cannot believe we didn't talk about her seeing herself on the bus as she's about to take it and her terrorizing one of the few black people on this show. It's like, can you leave this nice woman alone? She's trying to read her newspaper. Yeah, she's like one in none of Carrie. 
It reminds me of that scene coming up in season five when it's rain. I think she's trying to go to MoMA or or the Guggenheim actually, and it's raining, and she ends up under that um awning with that French with a French guy or a really mm-hmm. nice looking guy. Yes, she won't shut up, and finally he just leaves. He's just... like, I'd rather be in the rain than deal with this woman. Yeah, she was acting crazy. <laughs> she's like, you know, the if you could take a cab for just three more dollars, the woman's like, yeah, bitch, I don't have three more dollars. Yeah, like please just leave me alone. Um, no, but I love that scene. I think love. it's really great. But the thing that where I didn't agree with Charlotte again here is, is when she says you're a 35 year old woman, it is not my job to solve your financial issues. Carrie isn't looking for them to solve her issues though. She just yeah. wanted her support. Right. It would have been different. I think even if she didn't offer the money is that if she wasn't she sucking was... down a diet Coke. Like a <laughs> yes. yes. Like if she was like actively listening and participating and or even at her, supporting her and her. cashing the check. Right. Like, so, like she said nothing. And, that's the problem. And because, by the way, why is it okay for us to, why, just because Charlotte and Trey were married, it's okay for her to suck on his teat and live off of him forever, <laughs> but she can't cash a check for $40,000? Which, to be fair, she's had a relationship with Big longer than Trey and Charlotte. Yeah, and you know other. what Big has done? He has run her ragged. She the least he could do. have $40,000. That's yeah. the least. I'd want, I'd want $40 million. And people talk about this scene all the time when they say that Carrie's a fucking mess. And you and I, I think, look, I think I even thought about it last week as emotionally terrorizing Charlotte. We we did say that. And now, you know, we've got fresh eyes on the situation. And I just had such sympathy with Carrie in this episode. I did too. Maybe it's because I'm like never not afraid I'm going to end up homeless somehow. I also feel like. I get what Charlotte's saying, like, a little bit when she's like, listen, like, you're irresponsible with money. Like, it's not my fucking job to, like, sort like, you need to be independent. But if you're going to say that, be a Miranda or Samantha. Be in, be actually independent, Charlotte. Honestly, and so, although I kind of love that it's Charlotte and Miranda, it's Charlotte and Carrie here. Because in some ways, you almost do think this would be more of Miranda's point of view mm-hmm. of like girl i've been telling you for years you spend too much money on clothes you needed to be saving your saving to buy your own place you never listened to me and now whatever i'm not helping you yeah but i think having it be charlotte is such a great dichotomy because she it is the kind of fulfilling of the idea of charlotte leaving the workplace and yet because of her status and who she chose to marry and be with she has a safety net mm-hmm and that's why I'm like, let Carrie have the safety net of big. I don't understand. Maybe it's just because I'm like, I just would have taken the money. <laughs> I just am like, what is wrong with you people? And it's I would have been like, way... he lowballed you. You should have told him it was eighty thousand dollars you needed, so you had a little <laughs> nest egg, you dummy. I also just think like it was the way he did it. Like he didn't do it in like a controlling, negative yeah, way. Much was... love and kindness. Yeah, and I think we're going to so be in the minority on. for this. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the comments about this no. one. But guys, don't write me because you're not going to be able to prove me wrong. We feel how we feel. I love him. We do. That's who we are. What was that song I was listening to? <laughs> as long as he needs me from the musical Oliver. And that's how I feel about Big. The one with the cat? Uh, no, not no, Oliver. Oliver and Company. company. <laughs> <laughs> No, like it's a Broadway musical of a show like Oliver Twist. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not everybody wants to be a cat. <laughs> yes. Isn't that that? Yes. 
<laughs> with music isn't that music by um who's that man i billy joel billy joel yeah i think he does because it's like a jazzy cat no i think he wrote all the music in that i think that's my introduction to billy joel and i oh, just was blew Oliver up from there no, wow. i love billy joel the original bad boy <laughs> um i love that scene yeah um, but i also equally love when she gives carry the ring for her down payment and i love the i do i will the kind of idea that now they're married and i think it's a nice setup to when carrie will dedicate her baby to charlotte the first book. book yeah oh yeah 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 very like sweet it, i just think they really do have a sweet friendship but as i've always said care i think charlotte mostly just thinks carrie's a mess she definitely does. Charlotte's one of those people that, like, she, uh, her and Carrie obviously have a really good friendship, but Carrie kind of makes Charlotte feel better about her life choices, even when she's fucked up. She's like, at least I'm not her. Yeah. And I do really appreciate when they, the acknowledgement, like, oh, we're both single again. Yeah. We're both. Or actually, they don't even say single. I think they say we're alone again, which is even more devastating. Yeah. We're getting into emo Carrie territory, which is my favorite Carrie. <laughs> and I am going to have to work with Cam on just like a super cut of all the emo things she says in the first movie. <laughs> it's like okay. one million quotes that I love. But my favorite is coming up in season five. I'm lonely. The loneliness is palpable. Yeah. Hmm. You've texted me What'd you me think of the fashion? <laughs> Can I tell you something? I don't really remember any of it except for like the white look she wears to the office with Big. She's wearing at one point a like kind of multicolored bouncy dress that I really liked. But yeah, you're right. This was Again, this is best. not a fashion podcast. This wasn't the best episode for fashion. No. And again, I couldn't take notes because I don't have access your to hand my is hand. Broken. Yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of men, we had Aiden, Richard, Big, Steve, and Rod. Who's Roger? Richard? Oh, Roger, the guy with the notes. Guy with the notes. He writes the notes for Richard. Oh, the gay. The gay. <laughs> that gay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm fucking big. I'm fucking big look, everywhere he wants. Clearly, it's big. I mean, what a guy. What a prince. I would throw the shit off his desk and just go crazy. Can you chill? No, like if someone offered me forty thousand dollars and yeah. looked at me like that, are you kidding? You're worth a million bucks, Bradshaw. I mean, what a prince! A king. What would you give this out of ten? You know, I would give it an eight. I was going to give it a seven. Mm-hmm. It's um, not good. It's not great. The Charlotte Carey stuff is a ten out of ten, but yes. the Miranda storyline made me sick. And um, Samantha was good enough, but there just wasn't enough to it. Enough, But the Carrie Charlotte stuff is perfect. Great stuff. And one thing I want to say as we head out is I really appreciate, and this might be one of the few times this happens, the clear setup of the next episode. Like the two mentions of her beginning work at Vogue. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that, that they go out of their way to set up what is going to happen. It feels like they were like, Vogue is coming, and that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then we get Candace. And um, who's my home? I don't know who the actor. I feel like the actor's name is like Bob Balaban. And mm. I don't know why I know that. Who's the that? Guy who, oh, the guy the from The guy who's like, hey, Cookie. Yeah. And then no, he, like, Cookie, sexually be your pants up. And then he sexually assaults her. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't assault. Uh-oh. It was um, harassment. harassment. Oh, yeah. okay. 
right? Mm-hmm. It, I just don't want us to, you know, I don't want people. Yeah, to okay. It, it was bad. Around, it was bad. But it was bad. Nobody yeah. liked it. No. Except, I guess, him. Ugh. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you so enough. much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss season four, episode 17 of Vogue Idea. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at Lewis 1219 on Instagram and at Urgent Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram and I'm at Take Yourself on Twitter. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Huda Media Production.